0: Good day. My name is Mickey Sleiman from Labor Excel. When I started out in training and development, I was literally pushed into the deep end. All I knew about employee development was that new employees needed induction training, that workshops can help keep employees happy, and that attendance registers are very important. So when I was asked to take over the responsibility of dealing with the CETA and the skills reporting and grant applications, and all the other masses of paperwork that goes with it, I was clueless and a bit overwhelmed. So this podcast is for all the clueless and overwhelmed people out there who want to know the basics about CETAs, skills reporting and grants, whether you are contributing towards skills levies or not. Now, how do you determine which CETA you need to work with? You will need to identify the core business of your company or the core business of each legal entity within your company. Each legal entity will need to be registered with their own relevant CETA under their own specific skills development levy number. If your company has more than one core business, for example, manufacturing and retail, you will need to consider which one has the greater number of employees, the greater salary bill, and the greater need for training, and then select the appropriate CETA. Next, I'll discuss the two annual skills reports that can be submitted to the relevant CETAs. It is important to note that the submissions of these reports are not compulsory, but there are benefits to doing so. The annual training report or the ATR provides information on all employee training that occurred in a company during the previous training year. This includes internal and external training and does not have to be formal accredited training programs that are credit bearing. For example, induction training or product information training could also be included in this report. The Workplace Skills Plan, or WSP, provides information on all planned employee training for the coming training year. This would also include all types of training, whether it is internal or external training, and whether it's formal or not. Lastly, let me clarify the confusion around mandatory and discretionary grants and who can apply for what? Mandatory grants are only paid out to companies who have contributed towards skills levies and who have successfully submitted both the ATR and the WSB. These grant payments are calculated as 20% of the total skills levies paid for the previous training year and it is paid out quarterly. Discretionary grants, on the other hand, are available to all companies who successfully submitted the ATR and WSP, whether you are contributing towards skills levies or not. Companies need to apply for these discretionary grants that are only applicable to specific types of accredited training programs, including skills programs, internships, work experience, learnerships, etc. The value of each grant will normally cover most if not all of the costs incurred in sending an employee on a specific accredited training program, but companies need to be aware that discretionary grants will not be allocated to training programs that is already underway. Now that you know the basics of CETAS and skills reporting, I really hope this will enable you to make better use of the benefits available to companies for employee development.